So hello and welcome to my podcast. So my hope for this podcast is that you will listen while scrolling through the portfolio that I provided. Over the course of the semester, I have learned many important things about prominent topics in the nursing field. From the beginning of the semester, we have learned about topics that I can take with me throughout my nursing career in both the lectures and seminars. Not only do these topics stand out to me, but learning about them in class has given me a whole new perspective on what they actually look like. The five topics that I have chosen that I think are some of the most important take-home lessons are mental health, family-centered care, ethical challenges of maternal, newborn, and child, LGBTQ plus uh, access to care, and adverse childhood events. The first topic I'm going to be talking about is mental health of young adults and adolescents. So if you just want to click the next button, it will take you to that page. So mental health is an extremely relevant topic in nursing care, mainly because there's a large amount of stigma surrounding mental health. This topic may become even more prevalent with COVID currently and the amount of social isolation that these age groups may be experiencing. Mental health is a tough topic. Many people, especially young adults and adolescents, may not feel the need to reach out for help because they think they're able to handle it on their own. They might also feel as if their feelings are invalid since there is an abundance of stigma and they do not want to be judged. And the restrictions put in place to contain the COVID-19 virus has led to widespread social isolation impacting mental health worldwide. These restrictions may be particularly difficult for adolescents who who rely heavily on their peer connections for emotional support. However, the increased social sensitivity that emerges during adolescence also means that peer relationships can be a major source of conflict, rejection, and interpersonal stress. So this is basically just saying that... um, this is a crucial time for, you know, young adults and adolescents to make those social connection, connections to help them grow. But with COVID, it really puts a strain on their mental health and their growth. Um, yes. Uh, thus, poor peer interactions during this important developmental window can lead to poor self-concept, a low sense of worth, and subsequent increases in symptoms of anxiety and depression, whereas positive peer relationships can provide social and emotional support, which are known to protect against the risk of both depression and anxiety. And then if you look on my website, you will see the song Skyscraper by Demi Lovato. So in the song Skyscraper by Demi Lovato, she talks about her struggles with mental illness, mainly her struggles with depression and fighting an eating disorder. Listening to the lyrics of the song, you can tell that it's some kind of cry for help. However, she is fighting back against everything she is facing and rising up. And then connecting this to a relational inquiry approach, especially with the five C's. So the five C's are providing nursing care with compassion, curiosity, competence, commitment, and correspondence. So it's important to establish a therapeutic relationship in order to make your patient more comfortable and open, ensuring that the environment has no bias or stigma and that they can talk about whatever they want. Um, so if you just click the next button, it will take you to the next page. So the next topic I have chosen to talk about is family-centered care principles. So family-centered care is a way for the whole family to be involved in the patient's care. This is a key concept throughout nursing care in order for the best decisions to be made for the patient. Involving the family, especially in life-changing decisions, can be extremely beneficial and relieve some of the pressure that patients may be feeling on their own. Including the family may also help them feel more comfortable with the care that their loved one is receiving. So according to an article published by Suzanne Unaki, Tamara Brown, and Linda Shields, family-centered care is committed to recognizing the family as a constant in a child's life, facilitating parent-professional collaboration at all levels of healthcare, honoring the racial, ethnic, cultural, and socioeconomic diversity of families, recognizing family strengths and individually and respecting different methods of coping, sharing complete and unbiased information with families on a continuous basis, encouraging and facilitating family-to-family support and networking, 
responding to child and family developmental needs as part of healthcare practices, adopting policies and practices that provide families with emotional and financial support, and finally, designing healthcare that is flexible, culturally competent, and responsive to family needs. So if you look on my website, I just have a couple artifacts. So you can see in the one picture, you know, it's kind of like a healthcare team holding the entire, you know, every hand of the family members. So that's kind of showing them all working together. And then there's just another image that shows the importance of family-centered care. So when you provide uh, family-centered care, the patients will feel valued, heard, respected, and supported. And then it just is a really positive environment. So then connecting it to relational inquiry. So the relational inquiry approach is meant to help people understand different situations in nursing and patient interactions with complex healthcare contexts. The relational consciousness requires the nurse to look beyond the sur surface of people, situations, and their relationships with others that shape nurse-patient interactions. This approach allows us to understand family dynamics and build respect and trust with our patients. And then I also just have a little video here about the impact that um, family-centered care has on um, children. So the, if you click the next button again, you will see the next page is um, ethical challenges in maternal, newborn, and child. So there are many ethical dilemmas involved in nursing practice. These can range from abortion to substance abuse during pregnancy. So these are ethical dilemmas because there are many different views on these subjects. Everybody is allowed to have their own opinion. However, we must do whatever is ethical in these situations. Although none of these subjects were talked about in uh, Nurse 2021, they are extremely relevant and they can also be stigmatized subjects. Ethics, according to the CNO, determines what decisions are good, right, and wrong. CNO has identified the following values as being the most important in providing nursing care in Ontario. These are as follows. So they are client well-being, client choice, privacy and confidentiality, uh, respect for life, maintaining commitments, truthfulness and fairness. And then nurses demonstrate a regard for client well-being by listening to, understanding and respecting clients' values, opinions, needs and ethnocultural beliefs, supporting clients to find the best possible uh, solution, giving clients personal values, beliefs and different decision-making styles, uh, using their knowledge and skill to promote clients' best interests in an empathetic manner, promoting and preserving the self-esteem and self-confidence of clients, maintaining the therapeutic nurse-client relationship, seeking assistance when ethical conflicts arise, so for example from colleagues, ethics committees, uh, clergy, or literature, trying to improve the level of healthcare in the community by working with individuals, groups, other healthcare professionals, employers, or government staff to advocate for needed health, policy and health resources, uh, Respecting the informed voluntary decisions of clients, including participants in research, and minimizing the risks and maximizing benefits to clients and research participants. So then if you look on my website, there is just a video about, um, you know, autonomy, beneficence, all of that, uh, ethical principles. And then I also just have some photos um, relating back to the topic of abortion, because that's kind of you know, the first topic that comes to my mind when thinking about, you know, ethical challenges in maternal, newborn, and child. Um, yeah. And then, so for relational inquiry for this one, so the idea of relational inquiry comes into play in this situation when we start looking at autonomy, beneficence, uh, non-maleficence, non and justice. So these allow for patients to make their own decisions and how they want to make them to be taken care of with informed consent. And we must allow the patient to make their own decisions in situations where there are ethical dilemmas involved. And then if you just click on the next page. Uh, so the next topic I will be discussing is LGBTQ plus and access to care. 
So there are many health disparities that the members of the LGBTQ plus community experience. So an important thing to remember when caring for people in the community is not making any assumptions and using the correct terminology when speaking with them. So when speaking to the people in the community, uh, you'll help them feel safer and you'll be able to provide safe and ethical care. Uh, studies have shown that negative health outcomes are seen in lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer population, uh, with um, these, this population being at an even higher risk for certain STIs such as HIV and AIDS. There are also behavioral risk factors involved that include things such as smoking, alcohol and substance use, um, more than like their heter heterosexual counterparts. And moreover, uh, LGBTQ plus individuals report higher rates of depression, anxiety disorders, suic uh, suicide and suicide attempts um, relative to heterosexual and cisgender people. So for LGBTQ plus uh, younger adults, uh, their de de developmental stage and sexual and or gender identities coverage to create a nexus of risk factors and negative health outcomes that augment uh, the health disparities seen in this population. And then in order to improve um, the access to care. So you must like increase your knowledge and uh, improving the provider patient interactions is essential uh, in decreasing the LGBTQ plus young adults health disparities and allowing for the creation of targeted interventions that are just their unique health needs. Uh, but despite the health risks and challenges that impact this population, little is known about the healthcare experience for several reasons. First, the term adult and youth are not clearly defined in the literature. Um, so also healthcare services can be insensitive to the needs of LGBTQ plus young adults, and they require patients' willingness to disclose their sexual and or gender, gender identities. Um, yeah, so then if you look on my website, you just see that I have put the song Same Love by Macklemore on there just because I think it sends a really strong message. Uh, it's a really great representation of what members of the community have to experience in their daily lives and although it's not specific to healthcare, it does speak on important issues and challenges that they do have to face and I just think it's a really great song when thinking about you know the LGBTQ plus community it's kind of the first thing that I thought of when I was writing this uh, page uh, and then when we're looking through re relational inquiry, we're looking at this through an HP lens. So each individual experiences healthcare differently. We really have to dig in and create this trust with all patients, but especially with members of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, you must create some kind of like safe space for these patients. It makes the environment more welcoming. As well with a therapeutic relationship, we ensure that all of our information, all of their information, sorry, will remain safe with us. And then if you just want to click the next button again, so the last topic that I'm going to be talking about is adverse childhood events. So adverse childhood events are traumatic events that occur from the ages of 0 to 17. These may include events such as abuse, violence, or neglect, as well witnessing violence in the home or community and having a family member commit suicide or attempt suicide. So these may be hard for anybody to witness, especially us as nurses, knowing that um, somebody is going through that at home. And then if you look on my website, you can see that I have linked another song. This is called Chicken Tendies and it's by an artist. His name is Clinton Kane. Um, I thought of this song when thinking about adverse childhood events because it is written about his experience with his mother. So when he was a child, his mother dropped him off at his grandparents' house and left him because she thought her relationship with Jesus was more important than her relationship with him. And he just speaks about how hard it is to this day. And he thinks, you know, he still sees her everywhere. And I just think it sends a really great message about how, you know, 
things from your childhood that are traumatic such as that can still experience you to this day. Um, so individuals, individuals who have adverse childhood experiences tend to have more physical and mental health problems as adults than those who do not have ACEs and ultimately greater premature mortality. So adverse childhood experiences were first described in relation to the health outcomes by a large study. Uh, the findings have led to an explosion of interest in the impact of ACEs on health outcomes, both mental and physical, and also the impact on, you know, the child's behavior, life opportunities, and economic stabilities. So uh, ACEs are also increasingly being recognized as a risk factor for health that should be addressed and tackled early and with as much effort as other risk factors that are known to have di a direct impact on health, such as smoking. Um, and then if you just want to look at my website, I just have some more pictures and visuals here. So the one just shows some examples of what um, exactly adverse childhood events could be. And then the other one is just a child, you know, you can clearly see that I'm going to assume is her father figure is drinking in the back and she just looks terrified. And then another one is just, you know, the child feeling isolated. And then at the bottom, there's a short little video. And then going back to relational inquiry. So it is important to view these experiences through the HP lens. We see, um, we see how everybody's experience affects them differently and not everybody's experiences are the same. Living in this world, our lives are strongly influenced by our own individual experiences. And as nurses, we must take this into consideration. So not everybody's life is linear. You know, everybody has different experiences within the world. And I think that all of these topics really show how differently everybody's lives can be impacted, even if we don't see it. So yeah, thank you for listening.